According to 2 Corinthians 4, she instructed, her competent teacher-in-charge voice soothed the children, and they hastened to obey. Now the first one will hand his backpack to the gentleman here, and he'll search it and then give it to me, and I'll pass it back to the owner, and this way the backpacks will be going around the bus very quickly and orderly, she continued. All right, let's begin. And the students obediently got up, but bumped into each other in the aisles and had to be aided by the two parents and one of the other teachers on the bus, Loretta Stearns. Some were starting to cry, and they all began to talk at once. The high-pitched din of their voices annoyed the gunman, and he shouted, Shut up! Shut up! And everyone stopped and stared at him in fear. Finally, they started passing their backpacks forward, and the search began. It was slow going, and after five or six searches, they enlisted Kotsi to help them, complaining, This is taking too long. Well, I have another idea. Why don't you just take all the backpacks and get off the bus? We'll throw them off for you, Kotsi said, looking at the two high school counselors that had accompanied them on the bus. Timmy Wiley, Kotsi's nephew, and Dami Carballo, Jr., chef's son. However, before the bus jackers could respond, Timmy and Dami began to throw the backpacks at them. Just then, Kotsi took a hold of a backpack with her good arm and hit the gunman's hand and knocked the gun out of it. Her handy little mace spray bottle, which she secretly hid in the palm of her hand when she took out the hanky for her bloody eye, was in her pocket, and she started to spray him unmercifully. The other guys tried to stop her, but were rather slow, and she managed to spray them in the eyes and mouth quickly. Dommy and Timmy were up in a second and punched the other guys in the jaw. Chef got up and took the gun from the floor and shot the gunman in the head. Then the boys and Chef threw the guys off the bus. Chef had the gun now and had already shot the one guy right in the head, and when the others fell off the bus, he stood on the steps and shot two of them in the head as they ran away. One of them managed to get away, however. Everyone just stared at Chef. He quickly and coolly got into his chair and closed the doors and calmly turned the key in the ignition. The bus tooled down the road, gaining speed as they all just sat down, stunned. Concy was in a lot of pain now and held her arm, and Timmy and Dommy Jr. held their hands. Someone had some over-the-counter pain pills, and they gave Concy four of them, and after a half hour, they took the edge off her pain. Everyone was quite sober now. The cell phones were finally in service after the rainstorm. Mrs. Butler, one of the parents, a chaperone, called her husband and told him what happened. He called the police. Concy asked her nephew, Timmy Wiley, to get out her cell phone and call Uncle Mike, her husband, Lieutenant Mike McVeigh, and he did so. Yeah, Mike answered in his usual surly voice. It better be important, Concy. I'm in a conference. Timmy heard some female laughter in the background. He sometimes wondered about his uncle. "'Uncle Mike, it's me, Timmy.' Mike McVeigh was a police lieutenant in charge of homicide, and he hated to be interrupted in the middle of his work. "'We're on a field trip, and our bus was hijacked, and four guys got on, and one had a gun. Anyway, Chef killed three of them, and Aunt Cotsey sprayed them with her mace, and they hit her in the face with the butt of his gun, and Dommy and me, we punched them out, and we have broken hands, we think, and anyway, we're about two hours from home. So could you call the proper authorities out here?' He spoke so rapidly, not even pausing for periods. Mike was startled, to say the least. "'Where are you guys?' "'Where are we, Mr. Carballo?' Timmy asked breathlessly. Chef Carballo gave the routes to Timmy, and he relayed them to Mike. Let me talk to Aunt Concy, please. Concy, what in the heck is happening? Timmy told you the whole story, honey. That's about it. Well, are you hurt? Well, yes, I am, she said briefly. She heard the music in the background, and she hung up. Two hours later, 
they arrived at the school amid a crowded parking lot. The bus merely made it through the crowd, wanting to surround it. When they stopped, the parents were screaming and trying to get in, and finally the police took over and made the parents stand back and forged them into an orderly crowd. The press was taking pictures and interviewing parents and the principal, Dr. Leo Halperin. The children exited the bus first, as Mrs. Loretta Stern, standing outside the bus, released the children to the proper parents. Mrs. Jennifer Sloan, the third teacher on the bus, got off toward the last, trying to keep the children from running over one another. The three wounded ones just sat in the bus and waited for the ambulance to come and get them. Finally, everyone was off, and Mike jumped onto the bus. "'Wow, baby, you don't look too good,' he said, ungrammatically." He hugged his nephew and hugged Dommy and took them off the bus, and everyone cheered. Chef had already gotten off the bus and went inside the building right away. He then came back out and went into the ambulance with his son. Both boys were trying to talk at once, and Jennifer Sloan was talking, too.